Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the mic, starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike, Mike Zlatnik. Today it is my distinct pleasure and a privilege to welcome back my good friend, close colleague, brother from the Collective Genius Mastermind, Corey Boatwright. Hi, Corey. Hey, brother. What's going on, Mike? Well, we're living in a very t- turbulent world now. It's a crazy world. Never thought this would come. Uh, but we are living in the days of this coronavirus pandemic. And uh, it's, it's certainly a challenging time. So what are your thoughts, just you know, to get going, what are, you, what are your thoughts on where we're going, where the world is going? Are we going to be okay? Is this going to be worse than we think? Or is it going to be better than we think? I think you have three different buckets of people that, and, and you have to decide where you are on that spectrum. You have folks that are climbing in the cave, um, you know, they're getting their ammo up, uh, they're militia minded. Uh, the government's out to get them. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We're, we're, we're bunkering down. And you got people on the fence that don't really know either way, one way or the other. They're kind of leaning towards conspiracy. They're kind of leaning towards, um, you know, uh, this is going to be an okay market. And then you got these other group, smaller percentage, uh, but very optimistic, excited, have been waiting for something like what was considered a black swan event to we already had a, a, a bull market for a long time. We had a market that was just continuing to, to run and we all knew that it was, it was bloated. We all knew the stock market was bloated. Um, and I think when Trump came in office, it was 18 or 19 and then it jumped all the way up to twenties and six twenties. And so we knew it was bloated knew something had to happen. I don't think any of us could prepare for coronavirus and really the impact, but virtually from humanity wise and from business wise of what is going to happen from that. However, my mentor told me a long time ago that whenever you have a headache, it sucks for you, but fantastic for Tylenol. And I know speaking to you, Mike, because you and I have known each other for a very long time, done a lot of business together, you being in that transactional funding world, I being in that short sale world, we know a lot about from the 2008 crash um, that you can be Tylenol to the market. However, as of where we are right now, I think it's really difficult to uh, get a grip on what's gonna happen next week. With The knife is still falling and trying to grab a falling knife, we all know what happens. We get cut up, and uh, the question is, when is it gonna hit the ground? And there's a lot of opportunity that I see coming, because I'm an optimist. Um, but I also think that to be wise, and have wise counsel that we have with um, our, our community of Collective Genius and the Mastermind for um, even our good friends, David Phelps and Freedom Founders, which you're a part of as well, Having wise community and being able to uh, not just rely on what you see on your data, but taking data in from other markets and other uh, things that we're seeing 
is going to give us an advantage. It's going to give us uh, a way to look over some of the, the fear and chaos and really see how can we lead and not panic. Uh, David Phelps said that, and I love it. How do we lead through this time and not panic? If you have an organization and you have people that rely on you and they are um, uh, looking for your leadership right now, and it's easy to put your head in the sand, and it's easy to say, what was me, and uh, just be paralyzed by the fear of the unknown, the fear of uncertainty, the fear of change. However, this thing right up here, your mindset is either going to be your biggest advantage or it's going to be your disadvantage. It's going to give you clarity and a way to walk through the storm or it's also going to play games on you and I might, you know, I call it the hammer. Whenever you have a, uh, whenever you're uh, entrepreneurs, they have two voices in their head. When they decide to be an entrepreneur, they invited another ho a voice and it's called the hammer. And that hammer is constantly beating up on you and telling you all the bad things and constantly um, just saying that uh, uh, be fearful and scared. But I think that you have to quiet the hammer. You have to put, my, my mentor said, put the hammer down. I never knew what he meant until he told me the story. Put the hammer down. I said, what hammer? He said, the one you keep beating the crap out of yourself with. Quit beating yourself up so much. Quit having so much fear and really decide how you can lead in the midst of the storm. So how do we lead? Let's talk a little bit about that. Because the things we can control and things we cannot control. And part of what leaders do, they decide and focus on things that what they can control. Obviously, in this um, volatile and certain day, leaders have to provide confidence and they have to communicate with their teams. And it's all stakeholders. It's the employees, the customers, the investors, the clients, the partners, the associates. And I agree with you. We need to do a great job leading and, and showing there is a light in the tunnel and um, certainly maintain healthy and uh, optimistic mindset. Um, but l l so let's talk, I guess, what are your thoughts on leadership? So what things should we be doing now from a practical standpoint? Obviously health, we, you know, we got to <laughs> wash the hands and stay away. I mean, we we're wash here in New hands. York, we're bunkered down. There is an order shelter in place. Wash and, your hands. Uh, Wash your hands. Sanitizers. Having sanitizers as uh, much, much as you possibly can right now, it's a, it's a good practice. I got plenty of sanitizers. If I run out, I have about five bottles of vodka. It'll take care of that. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's the Russian vodka. It'll work too. The so, big Russian sanitizer. <laughs> big Russian sanitizer, yes. But uh, what do you think? What other things that we should, um, should do as leaders um, during the, the, these difficult times? One thing I immediately did when uh, it was like Wednesday of last week, Wednesday of last week when we were at uh, CG, NCAA canceled. And it really took it to another level for me on what was getting ready to come. Um, and so I immediately contacted our team and I said, listen, there's going to be some turmoil that comes. There's going to be a storm that's coming. There's going to be a lot of fear and anxiousness. And I just want you to know that we're going to get through this together. I don't have all the answers, but we're going to get through this. And I feel very confident, not just of my 
myself and my own abilities and experiences I can rely on. But I'm still very confident with my wise counsel and the people that I know in my community uh, that can also give me, um, you know, just being, being wise and giving me some strategies. And so some practical things that you can do if, with your organization is you need to over communicate right now. If you think that talking to them one time a day is enough, it's not. You need to over communicate with your folks. You need to let them know that uh, you're thinking things through, that you're coming up with new strategies, that things aren't uh, just hitting you and you're being uh, reactive to them. You're being proactive. You also want to ask how they're doing. Are they okay? Is there anything that they need right now? What, what's on their mind? Is there anything that's holding them back from doing their job? Is there anything that is on their mind uh, that is conflicting uh, where they can, they're losing focus right now? And I think it's easy to say that the COVID-19 is one of those things. But you never know where, where your people are unless you ask them. And if you're not good at that, you need to make sure you are someone in your company is overly communicating with them. You also need to over, so you need to, one, over communicate with your team. Two, over communicate with your service providers. You need to look at your P&L, you need to look at where your expenses are, and you need to really define uh, if the same type of payments that have been made over the last year are gonna continue to be made or they're gonna be potential disruption. And if there's going to be a potential disruption, or you, even if you don't see it now and you think it's coming, it's right now is the time to have a conversation and say, listen, I'm letting you know that it looks right now that there could be a potential disruption. I don't know what the disruption is going to be, but it looks like you and I are going to have a, phone, a conversation in the next week or two. I don't know what the conversation is going to look like right now, but I appreciate working with you. I hope that our, my track record of working with you has been strong. I want to continue working with you. And uh, this is especially true with your local banks. Um, I think a bigger bank, like an insti big institutions might not be obviously, but if you have a relationship with your local banks, right now is the time to communicate with your banker. The other thing is to communicate with, uh, if depending on, this is all relative, of course, Mike, but looking at what those expenses are and who you're making those payments to. If you're working with a private investor, if you're working with different folks um, that have, uh, that all of this has been affected uh, by, it's time to have that conversation. It's also good to look at any of credit lines and availability that you have to cash Let's, let's just cut right to it. Cash pays the bills and it also feeds your family. As of right now, that's the way it is. So you need to think strategically if uh, there's things that are coming up that you think is going to potentially you know, uh, hurt, hurt you and not be able to take care of your family. Now, most of the people watching this and hearing this are probably, probably okay. They've put away of some reserves um, they've been pretty wise on that, but there might be some that are have not, and it's, there's a big concern. I, I'll give you an example. You can still be a smart person and, and even have reserves, but still have a big concern uh, coming up. I talked to a guy this morning, $100,000, $100,000 a month evaporated because the businesses that he's working with who's dependent on that money coming in on triple net leases is gone. It's gone right now, okay? So I don't know about you, if a hundred grand a month affects you, maybe it, maybe it doesn't, but it, it did to him, and right? And so it's something that we all are being affected by in some way, shape, or form, 
and you need to uh, be thinking about this. Any way that you can get capital right now, cash, credit lines, um, anything that you can with SBA, SBA's putting out uh, different opportunities now. It may be a little late for you to tap into it, but if you have it open and you haven't tapped into it, I'm gonna encourage you to tap into it right now and, and utilize it right now. Now you may not you may not need it. You may think, well, it's a 12% interest loan or it's a it's a it's a high interest. Well, think about this. You're looking at that on an APR basis. Really, it's only about 1% a month. And let's hope that this thing ends a lot faster, but it would be better for you to pay the 1% a month than to run out of cash. So just be just be wise on um well, how you're thinking through uh, this process right now. And that's leading, uh, leading through this, leading through the turbulent storm. The other thing is make sure that you're limiting who you're getting advice from. Uh, right now, and I'm guilty of this too, I have a lot of folks that I really care a lot about and they're passionate when they have a, a friend of them that gets a message and it says that we're having national quarantine and you know all this other thing. You're hearing all kinds of messages right now um, you know, uh, Tom Hanks is getting arrested, but now it's really a covert operation. Um, you know, however far you want to go, just be careful on who you're getting information from. Because if you're not getting it from a reliable source, a trustworthy, reliable source, and it's not been fact-checked, and listen, we're all guilty of getting something that we thought was reliable and not being fact-checked, but be extra careful on it right now because people's fear is at an all-time high. And how you're affecting and how you're talking to people and, and how they're talking to you raises your level of anxiety, raises your level of fear. And oftentimes it's not the way that you think it is. So just make sure that you're, you're fact checking, make sure you're limiting on um, who you're getting information from. Corey, thanks. Great thoughts. I'm just going to summarize a few of these very key points. So number one, uh, cutting costs you mentioned, right? That's a key consideration going forward. So whatever business people are in, the top line may suffer. In, in some cases, might suffer catastrophically or, or, or very substantially. So the only way to deal with the, the, the these type of stress situations is to cut costs. Two, as you mentioned, uh, who can you defer payments to? Right, talk to your um, vendors, and uh, you can explain. Listen, this is people who you could defer payments to, and and they'll still stick around just as long as it's a good conversation. Uh, three, raise cash every way. Like you mentioned, lines uh, is a great way to get liquidity if the banks are still giving you the money. Two, I think there is now a number of, of um, SBA emergency loans. Uh, I think they are at actually 0% if you can if you qualify. If you're in an emergency zone, probably half the country at this point in a, in a declared emergency. So, um, and obviously communications. Um, and for sure, information information. Uh, Jason Medley mentioned, let's not be listening to the news. Let's be making news. Right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's, a key, it's, a, it's a key consideration at this point. Uh, yeah, the TV could be dangerous and the news channels could be dangerous to just hear the bad news. At this point, we should all be thinking about what we can do to make the difference, to make, uh, to prepare. So I, I like to call it um, observing, analyzing, and preparing. Because like those those three things is something that um, you are you you're controlling them and, and it it's your mind. Uh, but the markets are very fluid now. I want to switch a little bit and sort of talk a little bit about assets and the opportunities. And uh, we certainly need need to wait now. It's one observation. I had a call today 
about a hundred million dollar deal, and the deal yeah. is off. Uh, we were supposed to participate in the deal. The lead investor took his serious position and said, I'm not closing. I need the cash. So that's the challenge in this environment. The, the, there's going to be all kinds of repricing of all the deals. So the, the deal pricing a month ago is not the same as it is now. It's not the same as it's going to be a month from now. So uh, the price is uncertain. The values are uncertain. They're probably going to reset down, right? From a cash perspective, um, this particular investor had a lot of hospitality investments, right? And they are freaking out because the cash flow from those went, just like you mentioned, from whatever it is, 100 grand a month, that guy was probably more than 100 grand a month, way more than that, to zero overnight. So whatever other money is available, he wants to preserve it, not to um, put it in another deal. Who knows what's going to happen with pricing anyway? So what do you think is going to happen? Uh, commercial deals. You, you invest in multifamily, right? So let, let's just switch and talk a little bit about this. I see significant repricing happening a number of months from now. This is a prolonged uh, situation. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll get the health issues resolved. We'll reopen the doors and people will go back to work. But for the time being, this is a... Um, it's beyond a, it's a black swan. It's, it's a combination of 2008 with 9-11, right? It could become a Great Depression, right? I mean, like we called it Great Recession. This could be a Great Depression. I think so they mentioned over 300,000 jobs that are lost so far, and it, it, you know, potentially could be a million. Could be, could be multiple millions by, by, some, by, by some estimates. Now, we're not, we don't want to scare people. We just All we're trying to say is, if you're about to do any deal or you're thinking through deals, uh, if the deals have safety of the future cash flow, one of the reasons that the, the repricing will happen is the future cash flows are uncertain. So whatever was, if you're looking at the trailing 12 or trailing 3, they're relevant. If this right. thing resets, right? right? If this thing resets and the cash flows, you know, if, if, if the, the commercial property was leasing to uh, businesses and the brick and mortar, and they're closed. There are no cash flows. And um, until this thing re resets and restabilizes, some businesses will be out of business. The rents may be reduced. And we, wind up, we might wind up in a position where things are going to be 30 40% off. Right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 my, my two cents, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, is you have to be patient right now. I mean, just sit and wait and, um, you know, wash the hands. Uh, Try to be smart about it. Take care of the family. But as far as real estate, net, we'll have assets. Uh, we just have to wait. And some people say, well, let's jump in the stock market. Okay, good luck with that if you, uh, if you know what you're doing. But at this point, it um, could be a further bloodbath on the streets. And hopefully, uh, things will stabilize. At some point, they will. We just don't know when we and, and how severe when. it's going to be. Right? I agree. Yeah, I think you're right on point. Trying to catch a falling knife, you get cut a lot. The question is, how deep? How long? And no one really knows that. from most of the investors that I've been talking to. Uh, the sentiment is that, you know, we're thinking it could be a pop back on a, what would they call a V recession. And so sling back, sling, slingshot back because um, essentially, you know, housing was pretty strong and not like the 2008 where, you know, we're, we're the banks are strong too. So um, I think uh, uh, with the government, you know, and stimulus plan and bailing out the airlines and um, they have a significant amount of money for small businesses too. Um, 
there'll be a lot of incentives, uh, things that will help. Um, but no doubt about it. Uh, people are hurting in this country right now. Um, in a big way, people are losing their jobs. Um, and, uh, it affects everybody. And, uh, on your business now, if you're looking at your ARBs uh, the same way, I think it's a mistake. I think that uh, the value is, is going to significantly change, in my opinion. Um, and uh, and you have to be cognizant of that, be aware of that. Doesn't mean that you stop doing business. I think if you have a, a property that you bought and you have a buyer on the in the end, you should close on the transaction if, if all possible. Um, but I do think you have to be wary on, I'll tell you right now, we're slowing down on any kind of acquisitions uh, for the next 60 days on um, the multifamily side. Um, we're looking in a, in a very big way to just get data, um, at least 30 days data, but 60 days data would be better to really see what, um, what opportunities there is, what we're seeing out there um, for multifamily. I can tell you that there are a number of folks that I know that deals are not closing <laughs> and deals are blowing up at the closing table uh, or extensions are being offered on these properties now and owners are willing to allow it because they don't want to lose the buyer. So if you have an opportunity now, uh, I would extend, if very minimum, I would extend to close uh, on, uh, on a big multifamily, multi-million dollar projects. Um, I would, I would, I would definitely extend if all possible, if, uh, there's, there's going to be other opportunities, um, that come up from this and I'll, and the single family side, I'll, I'll give you a practical example. Um, I'm talking to one of my clients this morning from Dallas and they were on the MLS and we were looking at in the last seven days and, and as of today, how many properties have been reduced the property has been reduced. And then the last seven days in the Dallas Fort Worth area, it was over 2,100 properties have reduced their pricing. Right. Um, so this, what does this tell you? This tells you, um, and I asked him, what is it normally? And she said, this is over 50% of what it normally she sees. So at least we can see a 50% raise in people's fear and everything else. This is becoming a very big reality to people. They're kind of waking up to it in a way they're like, this is happening. And I, it, and because of that, it's affecting everyone. It's affecting the market and you're on single families right now. You're going to see, I believe people willing to take less money on their properties. Um, you know, because they're uncertain. Now, does that mean you're not supposed to perform when you said you're going to, I, I, I absolutely not saying that. I do think it's for you to make a decision of your marketplace has changed. And if you, if you don't think it has, I think that's a mistake. I think you have to realize when Bank of America, which has much smarter uh, counsel than probably Mike and I on, and, and analysts on, uh, whenever they send out a message to everyone publicly, it says, we, we believe we're in a recession. Whenever Goldman Sachs says to their investors, this is a real deal, this is going to affect everybody, um, you know, it's something that you should at least pay attention to. And in a recession, your market changes. We all know that. So uh, adjust your ARBs and uh, really be thinking a little bit more conservative. Yeah, yeah. Makes a ton of sense. I, I agree with you 100%. It's just the, the fact that uh, we will come out of it. it it's, a, it's a wheel speeding at 90 miles an hour and, mm -hmm. and, and somebody jammed in 
a wrench into the wheel and literally stopped it. So that's the effect. Right. And under normal circumstances, right. you see this coming. You just cannot see it. I mean, you and I, and I'm not trying to take any credit at all. This is something that I, I, I don't want to be. But well, we, we were chatting earlier thinking this was going to be a black swan. I mean, a while back when, when data was beginning to come in, and uh, I mean, there's, there's no benefit to anybody that we saw it earlier. It's, it's the point is still the same. This, um, this is sudden, and it'll reset the economy. And the cash flows, the prices, the values, the uh, employment, everything is going to be instantly reset uh, at some point when it restabilizes. But until it stabilizes, we're also dealing with a massive health uh, risk and issue. So I don't know, you, you, you obviously follow a lot and you read a lot and I, I see you send me a lot of information. Just a couple of final words on, on, the, on the health. Um, is this like a regular flu or this is a whole lot worse? What are your thoughts? So you can go a lot of different ways on this. Um, I believe that this thing is, is really a lot nastier than what we probably gave it credit for. Um, we don't know exactly what happened uh, and where we, we know it, it did uh, originate uh, according to the president, according to everyone else from China and from Wuhan virus was called um, COVID-19. However, I'm not an expert on this. I can tell you some of the things I've read and some people that are, are much smarter than me, including doctors um, that have uh, basically said that, yes, this is, Similar to flu, uh, you could you could uh, categorize it that way. But the the challenge is, is that it mutates and it aerolizes, so the droplets in your mouth can can infect one person, and it has an exponential effect. What well, isn't one to one, and you get sick, and you get sick, and um, and then that's good. But then these droplets, what happen is when you infect somebody, you infect this other person. So there's an exponential effect that could be potential of one person getting infected by it. Now in 30 days, you can infect 400 people. Now that's kind of the, the extreme one to 400 in a 30 day period. If you can bend the curve and isolate and not be around as many people and whatnot, that might be one person infect 30 people or uh, 100 people, but you still have a significant amount of, of what they call, it's called a slippery, and it's called, it has a big tail. These are the kind of medical terms that are being used, but slippery and a big tail. So it mutates and it changes and it goes up your nostrils and affects you not only in your top up respiratory, but then it starts to actually affect your bottom respiratory. And what I've been reading about on that bottom respiratory part is that the reason that people are starting to die more and more that you hear this, and typically people in their older, 70 years and older, is because it, they liken it to the effect of breathing in fine particles of glass. And it starts to uh, basically cut up your, your, your lungs where you start filling up with, with fluids and whatnot. And you eventually just can't breathe. And if this was a weapon, and we're not going to go down this rabbit trail, but let's say this was a weapon, I can promise you that I wouldn't want to release a weapon to make it seem like it's a big monster. I'd want to release a weapon to seem like it's just a little old flu. I'd want to release a weapon to make it seem almost like a Trojan horse. If you really want to go back in history. Um, 
And so I think there'll be a lot to be known over the next months and years of what happened. Why, why did we get this in our uh, country and the purpose that was, it was designed uh, for how it was created? I have certainly my thoughts about that, as I'm sure your listeners do. Um, but you have to pay attention to the impact, not just from the humanity side, um, which is very important, uh, but you have to pay attention to what the impact that happens from people that um, go to the hospital and they don't have respiratory uh, res respirators or they don't have the proper equipment to be taking care of uh, patients. And now the, now the hospitals potentially get overrun, Mike, and already in Seattle right now, we're seeing um, the, the hospitals not be able to handle more people and they're having uh, these set up tents in the parking lot. And we haven't taken a lot of tests right now, but we're starting to see in New York just recently took over uh, more, um, as we speak right now on March 20th, New York has had more cases than Seattle has because we're starting to see an ex the, the jump go up and we're, we're starting to track just like Italy and some of these other countries, countries that this, this curve starts to happen if we don't isolate. And the reason that the government is starting to pay more, pension, more, pay more attention on this is because they realize isolate ourselves for a two-week period or so, then it cuts down significantly on our ability to be able to go and spread this. The millennials, I was watching on the news, they were out on the beaches in Florida having a good time partying. And they even are, are just, you know, think about when you were 19 and 20 and, uh, you know, you don't care about anything, you care about partying, right? And so because they're irresponsible, they don't care. They're going to drink and do whatever they want and get around people and have a good time. They don't take it very serious. And I think that that's a, a huge mistake. And over the next couple of weeks, months, we're going to really start to see just how much impact that comes from uh, if we don't take this thing serious. Uh, Corey, thank you for your thoughts. I, I agree that uh, the only solution at this point is this extreme um, shelter in place, very, very aggressive on all fronts, on all states. I mean, we, we, it's a, it's a federal, federalist system, so all the governors have the power in individual states. And I, I'm actually happy to hear that these orders are coming uh, in. Uh, yeah, I just saw that Illinois just put, put their... Um, just put their shelter uh, and just yeah, just New York, California, and we need almost all states to do this, um, and certainly the young generation, millennials, um, will have to understand that there has to be ramifications for them not to stay uh, where they are. Uh, but the orders are correct, and uh, it needs to be. It's probably going to be way longer than a couple of weeks. Uh, my guess is it's got to be probably a couple of months. Uh, not only mm -hmm. it'll slow things down, but it will significantly improve um, the situation. It's almost like if you don't take the, 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 the pill now, it's going to be a whole lot worse later. So you've got to take the pill and, and feel the pain. And, and, and it's the solution is that social distancing and shelter in place. Um, so, yeah, we live in a very difficult times. Uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, will be hurt and will, 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 will perish as a result. And the economy has been put in a you know, massive uh, depression, well, recession and possible depression. But we'll make it through. I, I want us to finish with a message of hope and message of leadership. We, we have to all lead. We have to, as you said, mindset has to be positive. We have to persevere through this. We will come out 
better and stronger. We'll learn our lessons. We'll know how to deal with another pandemic like this. And um, this is a time of unity, too. We need to forego all our political differences and stop political bickering and uh, focus on, on health of the nation and, and health of the world. So any, any final thoughts? I think that really wraps it up, Mike, that it's a humanity issue first, and then it certainly affects our businesses and um, our pocketbooks, all these things, but it's a humanity issue first. And if you can do your part um, in, in doing the right thing here and making sure that you're using um, sanitizer, cleaning your hands, taking this uh, very serious, then that will help uh, tremendously. I think for fear, if you feed fear, it grows. So I, I liken fear often to a balloon. The more that you blow up that balloon, the bigger it gets. And, you know, it, it can get huge, you know, and, but just as easy to, to grab that little balloon that you're blowing on and grabbing it like this and letting the air out. And the more you let that air out is just you relaxing, you really getting calm, you thinking critically for yourself. And pretty soon that big balloon that you couldn't even see in front of, because it, it just becomes nothing, it becomes put, almost putty in your hands. And it isn't because the, the, the issue has actually gotten bigger. It's because what you called the issue, what you made the issue, uh, which often we do, and I'll, I'll tell you, I do it too. We make it bigger than what it is. Um, it's, it's because our minds, we, we, we just get affected. So be really cognizant of critical thinking in your mindset right now, protect this thing right here. That makes all the difference in the world. Corey, it makes a lot of sense. I greatly appreciate this. I have to finish on a positive note with a laugh, with a joke or something. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit depressing, but we certainly need to have fun. Let's do you know, it. Let's do I, it. Ask, I ask my kids, you know, have you, you know, did you wash your cans? And it's like, yes. Did you wash it for 20 seconds or 30 seconds? Like, yes, I did. And then I ask them, what about the feet? Like, I don't need my feet. I don't have to wash my feet. All right, go wash your hands again. <laughs> for both, for feet and the hands. Do, 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 it, do it together in one transaction. So, I got a good joke. Uh, that's pretty funny. So my wife sent me a meme. Uh, this really funny memes. This meme was two socks. And these other socks were behind him. They have little faces on them with eyes on the socks. And the other socks are behind him. And he looks one, one, well, the meme has a little word bubble and it says, we got to stick together or we're going to end up like toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> you know what it is? There's been so many jokes about toilet paper. One more we're done. So I remember I grew up in the former Soviet Union years ago and, you know, from Russia with love. But uh, long story short, when you run out of um, toilet paper, there's a solution. And it was used many years ago, back in the, when we didn't have toilet paper. So it's the newspaper. It works. You take a newspaper, you cut it up, you, you, you basically crumble it with your hands, and you can use it. Worst case scenario, no toilet paper. There's a lot of newspaper. And a you lot of the stuff that you, that you read in the newspapers, it's so not true that it's perfect to excuse me take care of the of the business so. take care of your business in the newspaper i like it all right Corey. thank you again appreciate, appreciate you it. coming on the on the podcast stay safe stay well you too yeah. you and your family i appreciate you mike thank you kindly and uh until the next time sounds good bye now
Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike Slotnick. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.